0: Hey there, this is B. Wendy Jackson. I wanted to quickly interrupt you before you listen to the next episode. Listen, thank you for your support with the podcast. Uh, those of you who have been following me since January 2020, I really appreciate you. I want to hear from you. You can send me a message at info at A-A-O-P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in snake dot net. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, would you do that for me, please? It also allows people to find the, the podcast. Um, this is growing. The podcast is growing and I'm so excited. I've had to update my little commercial because my name has changed and my website has change in terms of where you receive the books so if you have not purchased your books uh, i got the opportunity and the gift to, to write two books one of the first one is empowerment for you encouragement for your emotional and spiritual wellness listen I love this book. Um, It is definitely a book that invites you to experience hope, help, and healing. And every page, every chapter is really filled with um, insight, information, and inspiration to be able to help empower you, to be able to help you walk in freedom. I include specific practical tips. To help you take charge and take possession of your thoughts and really, really um, just control your your, your behaviors or, uh, or impact your behaviors and impact some changes in your life, cause some changes in your life. And then the second book is Empower to Empower Your Reflection Workbook. Love this book as well because it's based on specific podcast episodes where you listen to some episodes and you are able to dive deep into some reflection. I give you some prompts so that you don't have to wonder or think about where, how do I start to reflect? What do I even write? The prompts are already provided for you. Isn't that awesome? So there are also blank pages for you to journal um, or whatever you want to do. Right. And so I just invite you, you can go on Amazon and just look for be Wendy. So I don't want to cause any confusion. My, my maiden name is Bob. So people have known me for as be Wendy Bob for so long. And then July, 2022, I was blessed to get married, to be married. And so now I'm be Wendy Jackson. Um uh, so Amazon, you could just search for the books, be Wendy. Uh, Bob, and you will find those two books come up. If you have any questions, you could email me. Uh, you can also find the resources on my website a a o p c s dot net that's a a o p is in paul c as in charlie s as in snake net listen i look forward to hearing from you may the podcast may the books continue to add value to your lives um i just i just i'm really thankful for this opportunity to just encourage people all around the world all right enjoy the next episode and have an amazing day on purpose Well hello everyone this is me Wendy Jackson coming again with another episode of the Empower to Empower You podcast. I am so glad to be back here again. If you are joining for the first time tuning in for the first time welcome welcome welcome. Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ mental health anything to add value to your lives to help you become the better version of yourself. Listen, if you've been following with me since January 2020, thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who have shared an episode with somebody or rated the podcast or reviewed it. Thank you so much for doing that. I am so excited today. I'm always excited, y'all. Every time I come up here, I say I'm excited, but that's the truth, right? So I am excited though, for real, because I get to have a dynamic guest named Brenda Reed Pilcher. Let me tell you a little bit about Brenda. Listen, she is a proud native Arkansas. I may be saying that wrong because I'm from the Caribbean. Arkansan, Arkansas, she's going to say it, right? But she has a passion for life and laughter. Uh, Brenda enjoys traveling. She enjoys her family. She enjoys health. Uh, she enjoys pouring into other parents, pouring into educators, and enjo- enjoys conducting parenting seminars. Teaching was her career choice, but consulting was her destiny. Earlier in her career, she matriculated from the classroom to make her mark in educational instructional technology with an industry leader, Compass Learning Incorporated. During her 17 years tenure, Brenda began her life work empowering parents. Brenda is, there's so much to say about her. She is a senior consultant and after retiring is now, as of 2022, a published author of the book, Parenting Like a Pro. So I'm just so glad to have Brenda here to share all things parenting. Listen, if parents need a book, this is the resource that they need to be consulting. So welcome, Brenda, to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, ma'am. I am so honored to have you. In fact, I was um, thinking about, ma'am, well, I just met you at an author book, booking event at Brown Baptist. I forgot the date, but we just two, two weeks ago. Yeah, Possibly. just two weeks ago. Yes, ma'am. And here, here you are on the podcast. So thank you so much for saying yes. Um, there's so much to say about you. You come with a wealth of experience, a wealth of resources, And I love that you say you want to be remembered as a person who is passionate. So tell us a little bit about, what are you most proud of at this stage of your life?
1: The thing I'm most proud of at this stage in my life, uh, there are several things, uh, but it starts with um, my faith walk. I'm just so glad that I've chosen Jesus as my savior yes i mean i mean that with my whole heart Mm -hmm. and i'm also proud that i introduced my children to christ at a very early age they are young adults now Uh, i have a daughter who's an attorney for the air force Mm -hmm. and she has great faith Um, my son uh, lives in atlanta and he is a high school football coach and a u.s history teacher so he followed in his mother's footsteps so i'm so proud of them and the choices that they've made uh and their relationship with christ mm. uh, i'm proud of my 35 year marriage uh mm-hmm. to henry Pilcher the <laughs> third you met him at the yes, uh, book signing event yeah. you know so um he's my ride or die mm-hmm. you know he missed church so he could be there at that book signing he doesn't like to miss church wow, so, <laughs> wow. that said a lot um <laughs> But those are some of the things I'm most proud of, and I'm I'm really proud of the career choices that I've made. I retired in 2020 and wrote the book, but I worked in education for 40 years. Wow. I'm a 40-year educator. Thank so, you. Um, so yes, you I started working that. in education <laughs> uh, in 1980, the year that I graduated from um, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, and mm-hmm. it's the Arkansas. Uh, is how you pronounce that but then, anyway you're from the Caribbean people if in the United States can't get it right so
0: don't <laughs>
1: don't feel bad
0: thank you for your grace I knew I messed you that up so welcome. <laughs> you are so well, welcome I to say this thank you for your service to be an educator for 40 years that yes, is ma'am. amazing tell us a little bit about where does your passion for parenting come from
1: well, initially I think when I think about it, uh, I had great parents. Um, I was raised in a two-parent household. Uh, my Both my parents were entrepreneurs and they encouraged us. There were six of us, I'm the last of six. Mm. <laughs> and they encouraged us to, you know, have our own stuff. They encouraged us to get an education, they, you know, I did for my children what my mother did for me, and that is introduced me to Christ at an early age. So I, I'm just so, when it comes to parenting, I just have a heart for it. And then, um, you know, as an educator, I was, you know, interacting with parents about their children, and then I got into, the consulting part of it. I only stayed in the classroom for a short while. I've I've consulted for 36 of my 40 years. Mm-hmm. But um I just had a heart for it. And when I saw that parents wanted to do better, once they learned better. I mean, it just made me want to do more for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, even though I love teaching teachers, and that's what I did most of my career, I'm an education consultant. I was really teaching teachers how to use technology in their classrooms mm-hmm. uh, once I left the classroom as a classroom teacher. But mm-hmm. when I work with parents, it's just a whole different uh, atmosphere. You know, the atmosphere of wanting to know better and do better. Mm-hmm. So uh I think just working with them for so long and and when you are able to do something you love you know it it's not a cliche you don't feel like you're working and that's is, how I felt
0: yeah your 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 career your ministry your career is your ministry and you love to serve definitely yes. that so just through your voice as you're speaking about this i mean you love what you do you're yes that we will lead lead a walk worthy of the calling to which we have been called and colossians 3 23 says do work as if as unto the lord work as if god yes. is our home right so there yes. should be There should be a love and a passion for what we do and to not endure it, but to enjoy what we do.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And I I taught that to my kids. I said, whatever you do, uh, do something that you love. Don't do it for the money. Do it because you love it. And Mm -hmm. I just believe that uh, people live longer and have healthier uh, lives when they work in an industry uh, that they love because to me going to work every day on a job that you hate i always told the kids it's like dying a slow death. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: because i know people who hate what they do so and nice. it's like so sad i'm like mm-hmm. oh my
0: goodness way to live you know i love thank you so much i love i'm excited just just by you saying you, i hear the legacy right Thank, thank you, Lord, that you had parents who poured into you, yes. who you, who prepared you to be the parent that you are. But the most important gift that they gave you was the gift of accepting Christ as your Lord and personal savior. Yes. I think about, I have a four-year-old and I'm thinking, I don't really care whether he becomes a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, yes. I do, what I really care about is when he comes and says, mom, dad, I want to have Jesus in my life.
1: Yes.
0: I want to be baptized. That is the most important thing.
1: Yes. That was the most important thing thing. for me as well. You know, keep the main thing, the main thing.
0: And that is the main thing. Absolutely. So in everything that you're, in everything that you've done, I mean, it sounds like you've been busy,
1: Oh, I've been busy, you know, but, you know, I've, I've been working since uh, 1980, which is the year I graduated. I, I went into the classroom and taught for four years, but I've never not worked for those mm-hmm. entire 40 years, you know, except when I had my two children, I think I took off for like uh, the 12 weeks that they give you, mm. you know, so, and I breastfed for the 12 weeks and then uh, I was back at work. So I've never not worked. I've never you know, I've been laid off, I've never been fired. I've always been employed. And I, when I retired in 2020, I didn't see myself not doing anything. And I've, the book is a 20 year dream deferred that came to fruition.
0: I can't it wait to talk about the book. I can't wait to talk about the book. When yeah, I do,
1: so I, I knew do I, do. I was going, and that was a job. And I knew it was, cause I'd done the research. I've known other authors. And mm-hmm. if you really want it to be successful, you have to treat it like a business. So, uh, I've been an entrepreneur before. Like ten years in my of my career, I had my own consulting service. Mm-hmm. So I know what it takes to have your own stuff and and you know be your own boss and the discipline that it takes. And um, I wasn't ready to sit down. And when I decided to leave my company. Uh, I knew God spoke to me. I was on the Zoom with HR Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he spoke to me because they gave me some options. I didn't have to leave. Uh, I was given options and he spoke to me. Now is the time to write your book. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't share that with them right then, I knew the option that I was going to take was leaving uh, at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to dive into the book. Let's, you know, talk a little bit about as a as a busy mom, leader of influence, how did you or what are some things that you practiced to make sure that you were um, balancing parenting with the job demands, with the expectation? Of course, teaching is a lot different now than it was mm-hmm. back then, but there's still expectations. How did you balance that?
1: Well, it uh, I was blessed um, because, you know, I didn't have the kids until I started consulting. So when I was in the classroom in Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, I was a single person. Um, the company that I joined relocated me to Memphis. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got here. Uh, uh, the company relocated me here. And so... I was uh, in the consultant field, and it's a different uh, industry. Um, I had office days because we have to go into the schools and do trainings with the teachers. So I wasn't in the school the whole time the teachers were there. You know, I had my appointments and, you know, sometimes I may work four hours in a school. I may work six hours in a school. And then I had an office. So I would have office days. So I took my kids to school every day. And I picked them up. They had their activities. They're very active. You know, I took Kelsey to dance. I took Henry Frank. We call him Henry Frank because he's the fourth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> took Henry Frank to his soccer and then football. And, he, and now he's coaching football. So um, it was consistency.
0: Yes.
1: And I always put my kids on a schedule. I did not overschedule them. Mm. I had them to choose one thing because education was first. So I let them choose one thing. So in his his early years, he chose soccer. Mm -hmm. When he got tired of soccer, he wanted to do football, but he could not do both at the same time. And I also taught my kids to finish what you start. You know, you can't start soccer and I paid the fee. (laughs) And then you decide you don't wanna do it. So you're gonna have to at least finish the season. You know, you don't have to keep doing it, but you have to finish the season. So they, they uh, you know, balancing it to me had to do with consistency, being intentional. I, I could visualize what I wanted my family to look like mm. before I had a family. Mm. I kind of knew, uh, and so God just really blessed me to be able to implement a lot of the ideas that I had uh, as a mom. Mm. Um, but I think it's being intentional, having a plan. And and because I was in the education field, I knew a lot already about reading with the kids and getting them to fall in love with books and and all of that kind of stuff, taking them to live performances. And so I I knew a lot um, because of the uh, field that I'm in as an educator. So that helped a lot, but the consistency part uh, and the intentional part it's, it's, I think that's how I was successful as a parent, as a, a busy uh, parent.
0: I heard you say, I hear you, what I'm hearing you say is the key, the three key things, routine, intentionality, and consistency. Yes. Right? And I love that you said that because I see so many parents whose lives are governed by these crazy schedules, like all the Yes. They- kids have five activities. They're going from taekwondo to ballet, <laughs> from ballet to basketball. <laughs> exactly.
1: And it's just too much. It's, it's too much. Too and much. and if in my head, when you allow your overschedule, your children, you're allowing other people to raise them. Absolutely. Because you're not even spending quality time with, when are you going to have time with them? If they're, you know, at this activity and this sport oh. and this dance and this, all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. they were always busy and I don't think they were ever not in an activity, but they had to choose. You and know, so another- they got exposure mm-hmm. to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and I I was just intentional in the fact that I didn't want them to spend more time with other people than they did with me.
0: Yes. Yeah. I see a lot of activities too are taken away you know, they don't value that Sundays are the days to go to church. Yes. A lot of activities are having activities on Sundays. And so families are having to struggle, you know, with not being involved in their church community because this other thing is a priority. And so that's a common problem as well.
1: It is, it is. And so you have to decide, Uh, but a lot of the activities they were involved in took place at the church. I was actually I uh, volunteered as the children's director for twelve years at my church, mm-hmm. so that I could be with my kids and I could, you know, plan the activities because I was all about quality. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want my kids to do activities for the sake of being in an activity. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't something that was going to, you know, benefit them and and help them to grow and and learn and stretch and just be a positive uh, activity. I didn't participate in it. So I knew if I was over it, it, it was gonna have all the things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I also hear, you know, there's a there's a space for boundary setting, right? Yes. And also there's there are parents who want to live their lives through their children. Yes. Because it's a pride thing, you know. Because unfortunately, children become idols. Like they yes. all about this kid. Look, look how I'm good as a parent. Because look how yes. my how good my kid is doing. You know. And That's so, true.
1: That's I'm true.
0: Seeing things that I'm like, okay, we're we gotta put some things in place to make sure that that doesn't happen to our family. Exactly. Let's dive, exactly. into your, let's dive into your book. I can't wait to hear about Parent Like a Pro. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about your book. Tell us the heart behind it. I know you said it was a 20-year dream deferred. I can't wait to hear about that. Will you tell oh, us?
1: my goodness. When I started working with parents, and I say 20, but it was really longer than that. Yeah. Uh, because when I started working with parents, um, I was probably into it seven or eight years or so, and I loved it so much. And I was just learning so much from the parents. You know, you learn a lot when you're teaching, you learn a lot from your students and they were my students. And I learned a lot from parents uh, and grandparents. Uh, I met so many grand, there were so many grandparents Mm -hmm. attending my seminars uh, Mm -hmm. because of different reasons, you know, Sometimes it was because uh, their children were working and sometimes it was uh, drug addiction. There were all kinds of things, but I knew all those years ago that I would write the book and and, uh, God just put it on my heart and he would always remind me, even though it took all these years for it to come to fruition, he would remind me throughout my career, you're gonna write this book. So it was always in the back of my mind and I always knew Um, so I felt once I started writing during the pandemic, which was, I don't think I could have done it had it not been for the pandemic, because I was not ready to retire. First of all, I loved my job. I was traveling, you know, the kids are grown and they're gone. And, and I was, you know, not just, um, travel locally. I was traveling internationally. And so it was a wonderful uh, experience, and I wasn't ready to give it up. But once I saw that how that pandemic was affecting all this uh, uh, education and, and travel and all of this, I really didn't want to do it anymore. And he just reminded me, "You have something else to do. Mm. You know, it's time for you to write the book." So um, I sat down in the chair and I disciplined myself uh, during that pandemic, and I outlined my chapters. Yeah, You know, things that I've been teaching my book chapters are the same seminar topics that I taught for over 30 years. These amazing? are things that I know. Yes. And I always tell people, you write about what you know about. Yeah. And two yes. things I know is parenting and education. Yes. And so it's a very highly educational book. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it, the title is Parent Like a Pro, the mm-hmm. one stop shop playbook. Yeah. of tips, strategies, and real life episodes. So I mm-hmm. actually talk about some things that my husband and I did with the kids and how our family life and you know how we engaged with our family and, and just the, the schedules that we had and the routines that we put in place. And all of that is in the book. So uh, it was written to be a blessing to parents, to empower them. Uh, And not just the the home, but the entire community. Yeah. Because I believe that a lot of the the things that we're seeing in society today stems from the home. Yes. You know, when the home is intact, when the home is doing well, society does well. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. When your home is, you know, uh, in disarray and there are, you know, no rules and no morals and no schedules, that Pours into society. Yeah. I mean, what, what we see in society is coming from
0: the homes. What are some, what do you want parents to have as takeaways from the book? If you could just kind of share a few, what do you hope for parents to gain?
1: Well, a, a couple of things I want parents to know is that you don't have to be perfect.
0: Mm.
1: You know, there are no perfect parents. Mm. I am not a per- by any means a per- perfect parent. And, yeah. and I just want to really clarify the parent like a pro does, is not to say that I'm a professional at parenting. It really, uh, the title uh, really stems from the fact that when I think about all the other professions like doctors and lawyers and accountants and you know all of these people, they have a playbook. Yeah. They have a manual, they have a guide. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted really to write the first manual for parents. It's the first playbook. And I wanted them to have a guide, so to speak. And the way I wrote it, it is in uh, it's written for the everyday parent. Mm. It is in layman terms. It's easy to implement strategies and tips. Uh, and that's kind of how I conducted my seminars. So I kind of wrote the book the way I'm just accustomed to dealing with parents. And mm-hmm. they appreciate that. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, there's some simple things that we can do. But what I want parents to take away is that you don't have to be uh, uh, perfect. And I also want parents to know that love is not enough. Yes. You know, that, that, that's a strong statement, but loving your kids is not enough. You're going to have to teach them something. You're mm-hmm. going to have to learn some parenting skills and parenting is a skill just like any other skill and it must be practiced Mm -hmm. and so you know and there you're not alone I want parents to know that you're not alone and and there are resources there are uh, find someone who's on the right track that you uh, uh, want to emulate you might say well I like the way she you know handles her children and I like the, the, the path that her children are on and you know how she interacts with them and get to know parents, you know, find out from those parents, you know, what is what do you do? You know, uh, how how do you make it work? And just have, build a community and get to know other parents and read, you know, where reading. You think,
0: where, where, where would parents begin? You know, two things I want to say, Brenda, um, thank you for your obedience to this book. And I'm sure I could just hear some parents saying, where have you been all my life? <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but where would parents begin when you say find you know parents do need to feel validated um they're every child you can have four kids and each child is different each child comes with yes different ways of learning different behaviors different ways of even feeling loved or expressing love or mm-hmm. language. everything challenges right yes uh, where would parents begin to find communities like that
1: now this is how I did it When my kids started school, like preschool, not kindergarten, but we're talking preschool, I would always pay attention to parents. When Mm. I attended a parent meeting or they had something for the parents to come to the school, I always paid attention to the parents. And then I talked to my children about the kids. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what about so-and-so? And and they always come home and report who got in trouble. (laughs) you know, and who did well, you know, and I like so-and-so. And And I always ask them, why do you like her? Why do you like him? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted them to be thinkers and, you know, I wanted them to pick good friends. I talked to my kids about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't pick someone who's getting in trouble every day and sitting in the corner, (laughs) you know, on punishment
0: (laughs) (laughs) to be your best friend.
1: friend and to come for no sleepover until your birthday party. We're not we're not, so I talked to them about it, and Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's ever too early, but I paid attention to the parents, and those, and so my, my kids helped me to pick the parents, based upon their reports, you know, Mm -hmm. the things that they shared with me that was going on in the classroom, Mm -hmm. and so I connected with those parents, so it started at the school, and then, you know, when you have like-minded people, and you kind of find out, you know, what kind of person they are and Mm -hmm. how they're you know kind of raising their children in similar ways that you are yes then we start doing things outside the school Mm -hmm. but I always found my parent friends at the school at the meetings you know and I paid attention and I listened to what my kids said about kids other kids yeah so you know it's very simple um that's how I started Mm -hmm. and then you'll be surprised you know if it's meant to be I'm still friends with some of those parents from elementary school. You know, our kids may not have continued to be friends. You Mm -hmm. know, they went to different colleges and went their separate ways. But I still have friends that I met Mm -hmm. uh, back in um, when my kids were in preschool and elementary school.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could just take a moment, you know, parents are listening to you right now. Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how they can get your book because every person needs to get that book, right? I can't wait to, (laughs) I I have so many books to read, Lord have mercy. (laughs) I'm reading a book right now on preventing burnout as a therapist in private practice. (laughs) 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 That sounds appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, yes, but I can't, I have a list of books to read and yours will will be on that list for sure. I
1: appreciate
0: that. Absolutely, parents are listening to you and they're saying, but Brenda, you don't know my kid. You know they're hopeless. They despondent. They are just just um, in a really really bad shape. What would you say to that parent who's just feels like who feels like I've tried everything. I am. I don't know what to, what to do. I'm at a loss of words. I am struggling. I don't know if your book will help me. They they're maybe on the fence of even getting your book.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes what they're looking
0: for may be in your room, but they're Mm -hmm. so despondent that they just feel exhausted. What would you say to that parent today?
1: Well, I would say that um, it is true that it takes a village. Mm -hmm. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And so you're not alone. And I think that parents need to look at the resources that are around them and utilize resources, whether that be at, in your church, yes. whether that be in your school, whether that be in your community. You know, yes. there may be someone in your right down the street who may, uh, maybe their kids are grown and they're away from home that would love to spend time with your children. Yes. So you need to get to know your village. Mm-hmm. Get to know your village and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the key right there. That's yes, the mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask for help. And and I wrote the book uh, for everyday parents so that it's an easy read. It is nonfiction. It's a nonfiction narrative. And the table of contents uh, to me is a good place to start because there's a different topic. Uh, there are 14 chapters mm-hmm. and every chapter uh, deals with a different area of parenting. And so rather than sitting down, reading a book from start to finish the way you would a fictional novel, you mm-hmm. look at the table of contents and if you're having difficulty, maybe your children are experiencing peer pressure, then you go to that chapter. I
0: love it. Maybe
1: oh. uh, you know your children are needing help with reading. Maybe they don't love to read. You go to that chapter. Uh, Maybe I have a a chapter on uh, how to raise critical thinkers. Hmm. I mean, you know, your four-year-old can be a critical thinker and be learning to think critically right now. And there's some strategies and tips in the book to help you get started. Hmm. And also the things that I try uh, try to um, uh, convey to parents make it fun. And so if you make it fun, kids will learn. Uh, If you make reading fun, kids will learn to to love books. Mm -hmm. If you make math fun, kids will fall in love with math. Mm -hmm. And I have a whole chapter on math, a whole chapter on writing. You know, writing is a lost art in the schools. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be imperative that parents practice writing at home with their children. Otherwise, we're going to raise children that don't know how to write.
0: Sign their names in cursive.
1: I, exactly. And, you know, the computer is good, but you still need to know how to write. Uh, and many professions require some kind of writing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, even mm-hmm. if you're typing it up on the computer, you still need to know how to put together a sentence.
0: Oh, sure. So Do you have anything in your book, does your book speak to parents who have kids who maybe learn differently or have some special education needs or things like that?
1: Uh, well, no, no, not
0: not necessarily. But I do
1: have some uh, information on how to. Um, where is that chapter? Helping children be successful in school.
0: Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That applies so to all kids.
1: <laughs> you how know. do you get kids to be successful in school? And there's, you know, there's a rhyme and reason to it. You know, Mm -hmm. all kids are not just gonna start school and soar. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to do some things. Mm There's some things that you can do at home. And and that's one of the things uh, that I've always shared with parents and grandparents, is what you do at home that's gonna make the difference. Because when Mm -hmm. you think about it, all those kids are sitting in that classroom with that same teacher learning the same thing. But what you do at home is going to allow your children to raise that step above. Mm-hmm. So school doesn't end when the bell rings. Yes, when yes. they get home, what you do at your home should be an extension of what they learned at school. Yes, and your yes. home should be an environment of learning. Mm-hmm. And kids love that, they want to learn. Yes, so yes. Uh, if you make it fun, they'll want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want, you know, they don't complain about doing homework. My kids never complained about doing homework. Uh, sometimes I wanted to complain. Yes. <laughs> But I didn't let them hear me uh, because they had so much. But when they become accustomed to that, they're learning and growing more. And when you think about they're going to be competing against those same boys and girls in that classroom. You know, they're going to all grow up to be adults together. And your kids are going to be a step above because they spent more time learning. Don't Mm -hmm. turn learning off when the bell rings at the end of the school day
0: good well this is such an enriching conversation now as we wrap up Brenda you mm-hmm. know tell us where can people find your book and then I want to ask you about your parenting seminars as well and okay we'll go- yeah.
1: okay well the book uh parent like a pro can be found on amazon.com uh you can search Brenda Reed Pilcher or search parent like a pro it'll pop up it's also at novel Memphis Bookstore. So it could be found at Novel Memphis Bookstore. And also just, uh, I wanna encourage listeners to follow me on Facebook at Brenda Reed Pilcher and Instagram at Brenda Reed Pilcher, because that's where I post what I'm doing and where I'm gonna be, you know, um, for my book signings, my book events. Uh, I am working on a second project. Uh, It is a companion journal to go along with the book because I really feel strongly that reading and writing uh, go together and uh, we're, we're able to internalize more when we write. And exactly. so uh, it gives parents a safe place to really document their successes and their challenges. Uh, and it goes along with the book. So it's yep. a companion journal. Um, that's, that's what I'm working on currently. They can find out, you know, the progress I'm making uh, with that project via my Facebook and my Instagram um, on social media. So
0: um, I can't wait to hear about that. Now, you also are Brenda can also you can also a you provide parenting seminars. You you are you are looking for booking. You're available for booking assignments for parenting seminars. Can you talk? Yes. About that?
1: For, for not only schools, but churches as well. Uh, and I didn't mention this, but my book is built on Christian principles. Yes. Uh, I end every chapter and I am going to put one of my, I wish I had put my book in your hands before the interview, but oh. you know, like you said, we just met. Like, yes. two weeks. <laughs> and, I mean, I just fell in love with you that day. And then when you, you told me your name was B. Wendy, I'm like, B. what? <laughs> that was the cutest name. Thank and, you. Um, it was just a pleasant meeting and just you have such a wonderful positive spirit about you and so I feel honored to be here and then when I started listening to the podcast I mean I just loved your interviews those are some of my favorites and I, I love your other podcasts but the interviews were my favorites
0: thank you I'm so glad to hear that I'm so glad to yes. hear that well you will be you will be joining the the list of amazing guests of the- <laughs> I cannot wait to to broadcast this, and and, and I, I'm so excited. Well, listen, I can't wait to also. I would love to even attend one of your parenting seminars. So we'll talk about that offline. Um, yes. Yes. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you, Brenda, that you feel passionate? It's like in your belly, like fire, that you want to share.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I I'm just so
1: grateful to God for uh, allowing this book to come to fruition after all those years and i am still in awe that I've written and published i self published uh mm-hmm. my my book uh and it was a journey we have to talk about that offline it was
0: <laughs> even it was I, not I, easy.
1: I, I, I don't yeah, want I, I, people so to come. think that it is easy to self publish and plus that was not my intent sure. so I actually started sure. with a publisher but sure. anyway, um you know I ended up having to uh teach myself how to self-publish and I'm very proud of the fact that I not only wrote the book, but it is Um, self-published. I just want people to never give up on their dreams. You know, if this can come to fruition for me, if there's something that you've been wanting to do, uh, just pray about it and never let go of your faith. And, and like I told you earlier, God spoke to me throughout these years, just you know, tapping me on the shoulder. Don't forget about your book. Don't forget about your book. So I, I was reminded uh, that I'm gonna write this book. I never forgot about it. it. It's always been in the back of my mind. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, I did not, you know, I hated what happened in the pandemic for so many, but it was a blessing for so many. And then when I, um, when we were at the event at Brown Baptist, the book signing, many of those authors shared with me that they wrote their book during the pandemic. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, you know, Mm -hmm. some good came out of it.
0: I wrote mine in 2021, right after. Yeah, still, it was still happening, but 2021, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, I am so honored. To have met you i'm so honored to have you here people can listen to this the beautiful thing about a podcast is this this knowledge is here forever like people yes. can listen to this over and over and over again so i want y'all to really those of you who are listening please share this episode it's going to be live soon when you hear it we will already be in march perfect timing for things to blossom and brenda is blossoming blossoming this is a new season <laughs> This is her season. I have the scripture here. Perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. Esther 4:14. This is the moment. This is your moment. And so, um Thank you so you much. Absolutely go to her web. I'm going to put all this on the show notes. Go to amazon. Yes, uh
1: brendareedpilcher.com. www.brendareedpilcher.com is my website.
0: Great, great. Awesome. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for joining the podcast today and I'll be in touch with you. And y'all, thank you for tuning in. Listen, maybe you feel like you have what you need and you do parent like a pro, or maybe you've already gotten this resource, but you know a parent, every one of us, we know a parent who needs this resource. Don't wait for us to see if they're struggling to give them the book. Gift them the book anyway. Maybe as a gift to another parent, because every parent can benefit whether your child is one or 18, you know, get this book for sure. And I'm glad
1: you said that, because it really was written for parents with preschool students all the way through high school. There's something in it for everyone.
0: Great. Preschool
1: through high school.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, y'all. This is be Wendy Jackson. I'll be back next time with another amazing episode. Have a wonderful day on purpose. Thank you.